In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and praise in this great gift and this great feast of the birth of Jesus. We ask you to open our hearts to receive him more fully into our own lives and to reflect his love in everything we do. Amen. I have a story for you. In the summer of 2011 was World Youth Day in Spain. Every few years, Holy Father, the Pope has a World Youth Day in a different city across the world. It can be in, in Brazil, it's been in America before, in Europe, even in the Philippines, it's been all over the world. And youth from around the world gather on this great feast day, on this great day. There's literally about a million people from around the world to show our unity in Jesus, our unity in, as, as Catholics. So I was a newly ordained priest, so I got the chance to go with the Chaldean group. One of my best friends in seminary, his name is Jason. He was also going with his diocese from Minnesota, so we couldn't go together. We were trying to coordinate it, like, hey, let's get together here, get together there. It was just impossible. A million people in Madrid, Spain, there was no way we were going to be able to meet up together. So one of the days, there is Stations of the Cross. So Holy Father leads Stations of the Cross. And there are literally hundreds of thousands of people in the streets of Madrid as the Holy Father walks through the Stations of the Cross of Jesus. Now, Stations of the Cross ends, and I have hundreds of thousands of people Visitors, tourists, have to make their way back to their buses, make their way back to their hotels, and they have no idea where they're going. And my job as the priest of the group is to make sure that I'm at the end of the group, make sure no one's getting lost, make sure everyone kind of stays with the group. Because doing that and making sure it's like the whole group's together or making our way to the bus, I turn around and make sure nobody is lost. Who do I see? My buddy Jason. What do I do? Jason! I lose my mind. I'm screaming. I'm like, Jason! He looks up. He's like, who's screaming my name? He sees me. We hug. We're so excited to see each other. We talk for like, I don't know, four seconds because his group goes right, my group goes left, and we're losing our groups. Like, all right, man, we'll see you. We'll see you. And we go our separate ways. I don't see him again until I'm stateside. I love telling that story. It's a great story. Why? Because it's a great story. Everyone likes a good story. There's no reason, there's no purpose behind it. There's no moral to it. It's just, just a cool story. I love stories. If you think about it, in humanity, we love stories. We love it. In the modern day, our stories are on television, right? We have Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and Amazon Prime. We have all these subscriptions, all these things to do what? To tell us stories, right? Even football. Sports are a story. Think about it. On the eve of the new year, there's going to be a battle between Michigan and Georgia at 7.30 p.m. Who will the victor be? Who will not? It's a story, right? We don't know the, we don't know the outcome. But every story has a time, a place, characters, conflict, and resolution. Stories are important. St. Luke gets that. And he's telling us a story today. Literally a story. Okay, during this time of the year, there was Kyrenius, he was governor of Syria. A time. Where are we at? We're in Bethlehem because, David, because Joseph was from the house of David. Sweet. We're in Bethlehem. Who are the characters? You have Jesus and Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the angels and all these things. Like, oh, that's great. And then as is human nature, and Chaldeans are fantastic at this, we exaggerate stories. Look at a nativity scene. And then there were cows. Were there cows in the story of Jesus? I, I just read it. There weren't cows. There were cows there. We're putting cows in nativity. Okay? And you have one guy who was like, bro, there was a drummer boy. I'm like, I don't think there was. No, bro. Like, okay. There was a drummer boy. There were cows. Maybe there were chickens. I don't know. I wasn't there. But we're telling a story. Here you get the whole scene. Here's the scene of Christmas. Jesus and Mary and Joseph and shepherds and magi. All these things all these things are happening. But as I was praying with the gospel specifically, 
I'm praying with the story that St. Luke wants to tell the whole world. A story that we till today know and we tell across the world. Where is the conflict? There isn't really a conflict. What's the, the conflict and the resolution? It's kind of like they do this thing, A and B happens in this place, and then Jesus is born. What's the conflict that's resolved? So I was praying with it, and really the characters in the story aren't necessarily Jesus, and, Jesus Mary, and Joseph. It's bigger than that. Because as St. Luke is telling the story, he says, and the whole world was to be enrolled. How can the whole world be enrolled? It's just the, the, the Roman Empire. He says the whole world needs to be enrolled. Meaning what? The characters in the story is the entire humanity of life. Every human that has ever lived needs to be enrolled. That's one of the characters. And Jesus is the other one. Meaning what? Meaning the conflict of humanity is, we are humans, we are broken, I am in need of a Savior because of my sins, I need a Savior, and as humans we're saying, only God can save me. And God, the other character, humans have fallen. They're in need of a Redeemer, they're in need of a Savior, but it has to come from them. It has to be one of them. The conflict is how could God save us and humanity save us? And the resolution is Jesus. And that we celebrate today the birth of the incarnate God. Besides the resurrection of Jesus, the greatest story ever made, ever told. And it's a real story. It's not just a fantasy or a fairy tale. It's an authentic story that the the story is the incarnation of God, the salvation of all humanity. That's the message of the angels. I bring to you good news of great joy. A Savior has been born. A Redeemer has been born. What's his name? Emmanuel. Which means what? Which means God with us. God with us. Now, I told my story. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. We all have our own life stories. Think about today. Here's your story. Christmas of 2021. How old are you? Guess your age. I'm not going to guess your age, ladies. Don't worry about it. Let's say you're all 30. Nice round number. Fantastic. Right? You all have different lives. You all have different stories. I don't know your stories. God knows your stories. I don't know your stories. You know your stories. But God wants to be in the midst of your story, of your life story. Are you happily married? Emmanuel, God is with you. Are you single? God with you. Are you divorced? God with you. Are you widowed? God with you. Are you financially secure and stable? God is with you. Are you in financial ruins? God is with you. Are you super healthy? Everything's going great in your life? God is with you. Are you sick? You're dying? God is with you. Are you celebrating new life? Are you, cel- are you mourning a death this year? God is with you. You know your life. You know your life story. You know how God has worked in your life. And now, but God wants nothing else in the human history but to be part of all of our stories. To be an integral part of your story. Integral part of my story. Every single one of us. So my prayer for you, my question for you is this. What role, right, as characters and conflicts and resolutions, what role does Jesus play, does the incarnate God play in your life? What role should Jesus be playing in your life? And most importantly, what role does God, what role does Jesus want to play in your life? Merry Christmas.